Hey there, listeners. Before we dive into the latest episode of Head Coach You, we wanted to say a big thanks to this week's sponsor, War Room. At War Room, they understand how difficult it is to keep track of rosters from recruiting to graduation, depth charts, communication, and even the transfer portal. Their tools are there to help you keep a clean and concise roster. War Room helps programs by creating custom tools for your team's needs, from Little League all the way up to every single Power 5 conference. Reach out now at www.collegewarroom.com, all one word, and let them help you on your championship run. Broncos use College War Room every step of the way, and now you can too. Now, with all that being said, let's dive into a great conversation on this week's episode. Welcome into another edition of Head Coach U. I am Brian Fisher, joined as always by former BYU and Virginia head coach Bronco Mendenhall and a special guest again this week, Bronco, somebody that, that I think a lot of people know well in, in the college football community, Ruffin McNeil, the special assistant to the head coach there at NC State, former head coach at ECU. Ruffin, thank you so much for joining us. It's my honor to be here and, and, and be a part of it, and I could not wait uh, doing our <laughs> Texas. Look at him, he's laughing already. I'm trying to look at him. On this podcast, I'm gonna start laughing, but we've been. <laughs> I couldn't wait when he asked. He said, "Really? You really want to put me on?" I go, "Yeah, I couldn't wait to see get on." First of all, but so, I'm happy so to be here. For, first of all, that we would the 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 title that Ruff has isn't even close. Like special assistant, and, and this is like extra special assistant. Like you need to put more than one special in front of special for Ruff. As many special assistants that you could put on there, Ruff's business card would be like a banner in terms of really special. All these specials, oh. and then assistant. Oh, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're too good to me, brother. You're too good to me. You know that we we got to get on Dave uh, Dave Dorn there to, to to bump the title up for for sure and and, and get a little he, he uh, might do that he, he, do he that. might he might he, he might indeed you know it, it's funny because roughly I mean you're you're somebody who you know you, you played under Pat Dye you 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 coached under guys like Mike Leach I, I would imagine it's been a walk in the park when when you were uh, with Bronco there at Virginia right oh my God it was the greatest experience and he has and I've told him this but he doesn't I don't think he realizes it. it was the greatest experience for me of teaching and learning, um, you're always in this business, you're searching to learn. And he, he, this is the word he taught us. Uh, lifelong learning was the word or phrase he gave us when we were together. And and I never thought of it that way. Now I do. I learned so much under all the coaches, but to have a love and a friendship and a brotherhood and a, and, uh, a, uninhibited love for, 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 for a person, it's, it's the guy sitting beside you right there. And uh, it was great. Now, I've, I've, I've had Mike Leach, which that's a whole different – we don't have enough time to talk <laughs> about <Yeah>. <laughs> those stories. Now, Bronco, you would love this with him on defense. He, he, he goes, blitz them all. <laughs> Just calls zero every time. Wait a minute. Hey, I want to – I want to – when they, I want to be good on defense too. Don't worry about it. If they score, it's not a big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. <laughs> he didn't care about fundamentals or anything. Just blitz them all. I said, I am blitzing. Well, bring. I'm going. No, I'm not. So that was a that was just a small part. Knowing that guy beside you on on this on this on on this podcast is a defensive guru. To be told, don't worry about stopping. Just let them score. Really, really. <laughs> No, and uh, but no, that was just 
unheard of. I get a chance to work with him in Virginia and then with a, with a, with a guy that, that was a man who taught my staff how to do it at East Carolina. I learned a lot from just the teaching part. I keep mentioning that word teaching. Not everyone takes time to teach. And, and, and I only teach us, but teach the coaches, teach the players and the coaches. So Rob, one of the, it was one of the highlights of my my not only my coaching career, but my life. When Ruff and I get, we got to work together one year at at uh, Virginia and turning a program, and and we were um, we worked really well together. And one of the things that Ruff is is so skilled at, and this is one of the things that I, I think our listeners will pick up on, is, is taking really valuable um, points of wisdom and making it relatable. And so Ruff has this amazing way to, to have super high expectations of young people and with, with the love that matches that. And so um, because of his love and caring, they receive hard messages um, much, much, much better. And Ruff, uh, one of the things I learned from him was that real recognizes real. These yep. kids, they know when you're when you're being honest and authentic and sincere with them. But I think that comes a lot um, from all the unique life experiences Ruff has had. And so, Ruff, I'd love it if you just maybe talk about your mom and dad for a little bit and, and okay. like their upbringing and the time frame in which they were in uh, in the segregation in the schools and, and okay. the different of I would love. I mean, I think our listeners would love to hear just. Um, how you were raised and, and who your folks were, because I think that sets a, a really powerful foundation for who you've become. Oh, I love to. You know, my I was raised by, I'm from an educator's home. Uh, my mom and dad were both teachers. Uh, my uncles and aunts teach. My uncle's professor. My daughter is working on her doctoral degree to teach. I taught. Uh, our home I grew up in was a... Uh, an inn. Our home is built in, and we teachers from the north at that time uh, came and south came to stay at our home. So we had teachers as I was growing up would rent rooms like a bit like a B and B they call them now. Uh, and not, I didn't know anything of or the significance of it, but I grew up around educators all my life. And at the time, like Bronco mentioned, it was segregated, and we didn't know really what that meant at the time. Uh, my mom and dad, of course, knew, but we as kids and our neighborhood didn't. Um, and then we were the first, when integration did come, my mom and dad were the first teachers to integrate, to teach. I was the first, one of the first students to integrate as a student. I mean, at that time in third grade it was, and it was not a very friendly exchange uh, from either side, not just a one-sided uh, negative or, or, or things that happened. It was both sides, all sides uh, in a confusion. And it was hard for me to understand because my mom and dad, my mom taught me balance. My dad was tough. And Bronco can relate to this because I know we talked about his dad and how he raised him, but my dad was tough, fair, uh, but no wriggle room. Uh, uh, he coached me as well. He's my coach. Growing up, uh, he made me play. I was 
think six years old. He made play with 13-year-old guys. My helmet and all that wouldn't fit just to get banged around and get beat up. He threw me out there. And I'm going, Dad, these guys are big. Whack. Get out there. Never, you know, so I go out and I learn how to play. But I go back to the integration part. We didn't have any uh, blockage. I was not taught uh, this is theirs. This is yours. I thought it was, it was, we, I was raised in a home where everybody's everybody. And you never think of yourself that you're better than anybody else, but never think anybody else is better than you. And I think that's, that's the way I live my life. I, I, I never think I'm better than anybody else. And I, I think that's, that's not how I was raised. It was, but nobody is, is better than you. You're just as good as anybody else. You have the ability and knowledge and ability to achieve anything you want to achieve. It was taught to me early, your attitude determines your altitude. It's like yesterday, I remember hearing that. And that means you have the right attitude and right approach to everything. My nickname is Tuffy. Then you can accomplish anything you want to. My dad is Ruffin Senior, I'm Ruffin Junior. So in my hometown, if you ask for Ruffin, They'll steer you to my dad. You got to ask for Tuffy. So my nickname was that growing up. And, uh, but it was, uh, it was quite an experience growing up, you know, in the, in the home. I, I, taught, I was taught in, in Bronco. It was amazing how we were related so quickly. Uh, reading books, searching for knowledge, uh, my dad told me, how many ears do you have? I said, two. Uh, he said, how many, how many eyes do you have? I said, two. He said, how many miles do you have? I said, one. I said, that's for a reason. You listen and look and learn more and speak less and speak little. Well, sometimes that works for me right now. Sometimes and I speak a lot. Sometimes <laughs> I sort of get that with mouth and I talk to you. But that was a lesson. One of the things I learned from Ruff as well, and, and Ruff has this way to, to, to take entire principles and philosophies and to, to, to um, phrase it in a way that you remember it. And when we were together at Virginia, which is going back to what his parents taught him. So he Ruff just talked for like 15 minutes, right? Which, which Ruff can captivate you for an hour, right? If you just listen. And, but he, 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 he shared with us as a team um, that everybody is somebody. Yeah. And and that was um, so all those things Ruff just talked about that his parents taught him. Right. That you're not better than and they're not better than it's yeah. we're we're equals. Yeah. And, and that kind of like that entire framework that Ruff just talked about was summarized in this one sentence of everybody, somebody. And it really framed how we treated each other as a staff, but also how we would treat our players. And and I, I think his parents influence man, shaped that so well at a time that I, I couldn't imagine, right? In circumstances that I didn't live or I couldn't imagine. And when Ruff would talk, when he talks about those things, I'm captivated by it because uh, the, um, Ruff and his family were living that. And he had the good fortune of parents who were educating him in a way that he's been able to pass on so vibrantly to all these young people through this game, right? Game of football. Yeah. But yeah. They're, they're getting all this other cool stuff along the way. And... And I think Ruff's parents, I was always just, the reason I asked you, Ruff, to talk about it, because I was just so in, impressed by um, the impact parents can have, right, in shaping a young person. 
They, they can. I, I, I mean, and I think, it, and, and it was, and to Bronco and Brian, it was also, uh, we had a chance to express ourselves. Uh, it was, we know we, we understood the, 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 not hierarchy I want to call, but we understood the respect of mom and dad, mother and father. But also, we got a chance to share, and we were asked what we thought at times and how we would handle certain situations. Um, and, you know, those teachings were like all the time. And it took me a while, like, to understand, like, uh, my dad did an interview at one time on me. And he got teared up. And they asked him about me. And which for him to say, I love you was hard. Rocco can identify, oh, yeah. you know, uh, but he goes, you know, I'm proud of how he figures his way out of problems. I go, I, I never thought of it that way. And then he said, the last thing was, and how he always finds balance. And I talked to the kids about that. And Bronco does too. And he knows, I think having balance, I mean, you can be a great, great young man. You can be a great, great student. And you can be a great, great football player. They may call you a nerd, but hey, you're going to be a super nerd. You know, but I think you can do all of them. And I think I was raised that why are you limiting yourself to just being an athlete or just a student? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can achieve more, and I got this from Bronco, you can change the world. I never thought of that. I just thought of my little piece, my little area, but to be able to help change the world in some type of way and by giving an influence, being an influence, or, you know, I, I, the kids today, they want discipline and they want to be told things. And Bronco, we talk about this, and, I, I, and Brian, I share. Kids and anyone, but kids especially, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And once they know how much you care, then they'll care, care how much you know. And you can't get it backwards, you know, and you can't flip it. So, and it's got to be a genuine love. And you know what, too, Bronco, and Bronco, as me say this, there's got to be a trust developed. It's not just one-sided. You know, Bronco has my trust, I have his trust, and we verified our trust. Well, it's the same thing with, as a coach or in this life or in this world today with as a parent or in any situation, you got to verify that trust. Well, how do you do that? Through situations, through circumstances, through positives and negatives, both the learning experiences, by the way. Uh, so uh, all that teaching I learned and it's gotten shape. And I'm not saying it's because I'm on the podcast, but that guy helped shape even shape me even more with the teaching aspects. And I use them now. You know, the, one of the fun things in being uh, able to work with Ruff and and in um, listening to to what Ruff is saying, right? Trust is is an essential part to any really really profound relationship, and I would say productive relationship. And I would actually yeah. argue that um, um, trust is proportionate to um, the type of relationship, the depth it can have. And, and so, the the less the trust, the less um, authentic and probably productive the relationship is. And what we've learned and Ruff and I work together at, at a starting point of inheriting a program that 
was really a challenge um, and we, we grew it and developed it. And, and one of the first things was establishing trust. And, and here's the, the friction point is right. Trust takes time yeah. um, and trust takes consistency um, and trust also takes results. And, yeah. and so on a daily basis, and I was so lucky to have parents that way. And so it was rough is that my parents were so consistent. And I always saw an example from them that I wanted to emulate. Uh, like I was seeing how I wanted it. And, and so one of the things that I was so lucky with to have rough on our staff was the consistency of who he was and is um, his approach to life daily, not every other day, like not every third day, um, <laughs> every day. And, and that consistency started to have our program gain some stability right, where they were realizing that who these leaders were, were going to be who they were every day. And they didn't have to come in one day and wonder, oh, yeah. what is it? Is it one of those days or is it one of these days? Uh, they, right. they realized we were going to be the same regardless same. of outcome. And so one of the things that I used to ask Ruff to do, and I'm going to tease him a little bit here. And, and so the, Ruff, um, he used the words, he uses the word dangerous a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and dangerous is in a way which means capable, right? It's yeah, not, yeah. not talking about the term dangerous like in a negative yeah. way. And yeah. so Ruff would, uh, at every team meeting, I'd come in and I'd welcome the team and we'd talk for a minute and Ruff would have its segment. And, and so Ruff was going to be a different kind of dangerous every day. And it was almost like the, the, uh, the concept of the day. So he might be, I'm compassionately dangerous today <laughs> or I'm, I'm lovingly dangerous yeah. Um, and, and so meaning that, right, dangerous means how capable he was. But Ruff was then teaching in these kids language, right, a principle of who they could become in a way, in a manner. Right. So it's not only what he was teaching, it was how he was teaching it. Yeah. And he was teaching it dangerously. And they would smile because yeah. they all wanted to be dangerous. Yeah. But dangerous meant capable. It didn't yeah. mean dangerous like mean being afraid of. Dangerous meant that they were able to. And yeah. so Ruff, I, I'd love you to just, I don't know, I don't know where that came from, but the kids would smile because Ruff was some kind of dangerous every day and they couldn't wait to hear what kind of dangerous he was on that day. You know, it, it's about attacking the moment. Um, uh, why, it, it, why would you, and I was taught, and this is again, going back to my, my, my upbringing. Uh, why would you do anything average? Why would you do anything just to be doing it? Why would you not do your very, very best? You know, my mom, who I'm a mama's boy, and <laughs> and she would say, you know, did you do your best? And I would go, yes, I'm trying. And this is what she would say. If a C is the best you can do, that's acceptable. If a B is the best you can do, that's acceptable. If an A, if you but but if, if you can make an A and you did not make an A or a B and just so forth, then that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to be just to be average. And she did it in a way where it wasn't like stressful. It was more of a challenge, a lesson. So when Bronco would ask me, "How are you feeling today?" Feeling, I'm feeling dangerous. I'm feeling very dangerous today, Bronco. Coach, I always call him boss. I say, I'm feeling dangerous, boss. Very, very dangerous. And it could be uh, whatever, like Bronco mentioned, whatever the topic was or whatever they, we needed, uh, whatever the word would pop off for the day. You know, it, it, it comes to you in the moment. It comes to you in that minute. And Bronco would give me the 
I felt so honored to have that chance to share. It's about feeling dangerous, not what you can accomplish. If you put if you put everything to the side that cannot, this is what I do now, Bronco. I'll teach you another one I do. Is I tell them, put two fists up. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this fist is an academic achievement. I said, what's, what else you want to achieve? And all I'm going to say, I want to go, so they will say, I want to go to the NFL. They put the other fist up. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, if that's your two goals, don't let anything that takes away from that enter into that. If it does, it's not helping you to, to be dangerous, to be able to achieve. But either fist, and I, I, I refer to it because now with distractions they have with social media and, and, and those things that they, they, they really trust uh, sometimes more than they do, it's, it, it's a little tougher, but it's not. Because once you reach them and they see who you really are, they know you mean what you say and you say what you mean. But those two fists, I always refer back to them because it can represent whatever you want. And, I, and the point is, don't let anything interfere with you achieving that achievement academically. Or it might not be NFL. It might be another uh, part. And uh, the dangerous part comes with whatever topic it is. I feel it's very dangerous. Rocco, very, very dangerous right now. It's it's one of the and so it's really fun because when Ruff says dangerous, he's smiling. And so again, this isn't a threat. <laughs> this isn't a threat to anything other than adversity, yeah. right? What what yes. ought to be worried is any kind of challenge that we're going yeah. against. So yeah. dangerous means capable, means prepared, meanings yeah. means clarity, and that means anything that's going to get in the way of that, any obstacle, that's what ought to be worried, right? Yeah. And so right, Ruff is building young people in a way for them to be capable and have capacity. And this idea of the two fists up, um, one of our guiding principles at Virginia, and one of my passions is just three letters, it's A-N-D called AND. And so, so many kids would come in with their families and they talk to me about, you know, their future and they talk about football only. And then I would pause and just look at them and then I would say, AND. AND. And I was waiting to hear what they had to say after that. And the parents and sometimes the, the player, the, the prospect would look like they'd never considered, you know, what do you want and. And the, the reality of this is, is our responsibility as Ruff's parents have taught him and as us as coaches, we're preparing these kids for far more. What I believe we should be doing is preparing yeah. these kids for, for far more than football, which is the and part. And the and is really what's going to help them have amazing and compelling lives. And and so Ruff, when he ta- when he had these dangerous moments, he was really addressing the and, like how they could become something in addition to and, and really how to wake up and attack the day. And so even though he was saying dangerous, he was saying it with a smile and optimism and confidence mm-hmm. that was letting them know they are capable. And and what a cool way to show up every morning. And we practiced early there. And so oh, yeah. I love I love the anchor point of, of someone wise and someone capable and someone caring, departing wisdom in a manner right? That they could understand and, and wanted to understand. And so a lot of times when it would be rough time and he'd get up there, the players, you could see him lean forward and sometimes they'd be clapping or they'd be making noises like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> and, 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 and so isn't that amazing, right? That, um, that you can develop trust with a young person because they know you love them, but they also know you're capable of helping them. 
yeah. that little moment that, that Ruff had each morning, they knew both of those. Here's someone I love and trust. Now, what's he got to tell me? And then yeah. their books would be out and their pencils would be out and, yeah. and they'd be writing down what kind of dangerous he was going to be, which which I think is just powerful. Ruff, I'd love you to talk about quickly because I, I think so, so much of Erlene, your wife, and and I yeah. would love to, to talk about how she's influenced you, influenced your coaching, the kids, how you care for them, and just how that relationship has worked. You know, and we both have married and, and, uh, and we, we, we've outkicked our coverage football line. <laughs> we've, we're, we're not three-fourths. They're three-fourths. Both of our better three-fourths. Erlene has been, as a coach's wife, uh, the rock. Uh, everybody used that word, but uh, she's, she gives me balance. Uh, she gives me the spiritual balance that I need because she has she was she's a preacher's daughter, a minister's daughter. So she grew up with in a minister's a preacher's home. And and she that is a never leaving, a never absent part of our relationship. Um she I, I, I tease her, but I, I, and, I and, and I ask young couples, I, I ask them, are you in light with her? I mean, and, and I, they go, what do you mean? I, I said, are you in light with her? I go, and they'll go, I don't know what you mean. Well, I, I, I tell Arlene, I'm in light with Arlene and I'm in love with Arlene. <laughs> and that's because how, you know, we share. It's, it's uh, uh, from a conversation piece suggestion piece, wisdom piece. Uh, she loves, she, I'll tell you, and I, man, I, I loved her because she knew nothing about what I was doing about sports. Not a word. Now she knows more than I think she should know. <laughs> She's watching football. I said, what are you doing? I don't want to watch football. Well, I'm watching a game. I go, well, you know, but she is, uh, 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 she's a coach's wife, and 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 Bronco knows what that means, and they have to do so much behind the scenes while while we have automatic friends, Bronco, myself, our staff, the wives have to develop the friendship, and and take care of the kids, find us a home most of the time, all the time. I, I tried one home. I found one home, and I in 1987, and I haven't been allowed to even look for a home since then. I chose a one bedroom apartment. I thought it was the greatest in the world. Erlene will not even let me look at a house now. She it's forbidden for me to even think about choosing anything. But you know, she is that friend that no matter what. Uh, has the wisdom and, and, and the right words. And I think it starts with we not only love each other, but we like each other. And it was, we met in 87, no, 80, got married in 87, and we've been married ever since. And I, she's my girlfriend sometimes, she's my wife sometimes. And she likes to 
Yeah, which is it's so fun to think about that. Um, one of the, one of the things that I framed to the athletic administration at, at UVA, and anytime I speak now in building organizations, and, and Ruff shares a similar philosophy that um, I choose not to work with anyone I don't like. There you go. And so, meaning one of the criteria to to enter our organization as a player or as a coach is I have to yeah. like you. Yeah. And, and here, here's the thing, uh, uh, and a lot of people challenge me on this. Um, um, but I actually esteem like above love. And I'm going to frame that just for a second. So um, I, I believe in loving my fellow man. I believe in working as hard as I can to love my neighbor as myself. Um, I, I know we're commanded to do that. And I believe in that. Yeah. And I hold that in very high esteem. And I'm not making light of that in any way, shape or form. And then sometimes the reason I say this is if I have an hour um, in the middle of the season uh, free, then I would think, who would I invite? to be with me for that hour. And, and I, I'm going to who I really like being with, right? Who, yeah. And so when Ruff talks about um, girlfriend versus wife, that, that makes sense to me because there's, there is a, an energy and a light. When you have a little bit of time, who is it that you want to be with? Yeah. Um, I want a coaching staff and I want a team full of people that I want yeah. to be with. I love them to death. Um, but there's like is sometimes different than love. It, and, it is. Both of those things are essential. And, and going back to what Erlene provides rough, and I've seen this firsthand. Um, and so Erlene, it, the balance is so essential for all of us um, in an ultra competitive world. And the outcome of a game sometimes feels like you can't even breathe where you're trying to sort it out. And, and if you had someone that came, when I came home, my, our home here is a sanctuary where, where it, it's, it's normal, it's balanced, and it's not predicated on outcome. And Holly taught our kids that the outcome is not who you are, um, which is, and sometimes to have a spouse and a friend and a partner that will remind us of that as leaders is really important. Uh, back to this and idea, Ruff also said, right, Erlene's the, the daughter of a preacher, right? A spiritual yeah. component, I think, is essential for any of us to reach our divine and true potential. And and I know it's not popular to talk about or, or to, to teach to a team, but I think it's essential to teach to a team. And it's part of the comprehensive development of a human being. And, and Ruff has a way for his light to, to permeate through words that don't seem spiritual, but they are, right? Yeah. And, and Arlene has that same way. Just her presence radiates a light um, that has a spiritual core. And I think the best leaders... Um, that are really interested in helping young people, there is a spiritual part to their learning and, and, and mentorship. And Ruff provides that in, in such a unique way. Um, I'd, Ruff, I'd love to hear from, from you too about maybe, I don't know, what, what unique challenges now um, it, as, you, as you see this world of college football, right? And you see the young people. And now that you yeah. see the, the name, image, and likeness, and now wow. that you see the transfer portal, and now that you see the landscape being different and you've coached so many young people and you've influenced so many coaches and young people, um, I don't know, what's your messaging now as this? Um, and I know it probably hasn't changed much because of just who you are, but I guess how are you applying that now versus kind of this changing landscape? And how are you navigating that with not only the staff there, but also players? And, and how are you helping counsel and, and what are you telling them? You know, it, it, it's, it's changed. Marco, when we first got into this business, it, it, and we, you hit on the points that are now where we thought that when a person left the program, that was a negative. 
He and we were taught that we were trained that way. Um, that I'm talking about the portal now. Yes. Uh, and then they, you know, then to use uh, incentives. I'm talking to the guy, Brian. You must know this first. Who every who as a coach, you had two items of gear. You had to earn your gear. This guy beside you is his his ethos is earn not given, and he means they word up. That's everybody in the program. Him included. We had a T-shirt, Fruit of Loom T-shirt that stretched every time you watched it, and blue <laughs> shorts that stretched. So my whole ethos, that's we, we love each other because, and we like each other, but we love each other because I believe in the same extreme. extreme. Uh, but now, getting back to the point, it's a part of it. It's a part of this new, it, it's, I, it is new, this, this new era. And I, 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 the, the like that Bronco talked about, the get to, we get, we, that's when you get to go, you get to do something and you don't, you don't, it's get to, got to, I get to do it, or I gotta do it. We get to do this. Well, I didn't want to lose that. But also, I know there's strength and flexibility and adjustment, <laughs> adapt and overcome. Now, do I you do I lose my philosophy of life, of trust, commitment, and caring, of my base ethos? No. But do I have to adjust to the portal? Yes. Transfer portal? Yes. Now, within that, just like recruiting Bronco, yep. the same philosophy applies. Yeah, okay, let's yeah, he's transfer, but we're gonna research him. We're gonna see how much does he fit in with us. I, I'm glad he runs fast. I'm glad he's big. I'm glad he has frame. He's lengthy. No, but does he fit in us life and philosophy-wise? For me, and I brought that up here when it first hit here at North Carolina State, that's a major part. So I, 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 I'm, use, use the portal, but don't sacrifice your philosophy and your beliefs. NIL is still the haves and have-nots. Uh, and that's been an honest assessment. Now, are we able to provide other means? Yes, but it depends on your collective uh, group. Who, and of course, if you had a institution that 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 do not, they don't have a lot of uh, wealthy uh, alumni. You're not going to do as well as a school that has more wealthy alumni ready to give. So I've had to learn to adapt. Even with that, though, Bronco, here, there's an academic incentive. If, if it's available, okay, let's use it to where it's, it's, it, it can incentive young people. Okay. Here's an academic incentive. Here's a, you know, uh, a community service incentive and so, for so many hours. You know, I think there are some ways to use it that way, but it's been difficult yes. for me, an old school guy who, you know, from the ground up, we 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 did we didn't have water breaks when I played. We drank out of the same ladle, you know, at, at each kind of coach die. Now, these guys got his own water bottle. I'm going, dude, really? You know, and <laughs> and now, so that's that guy that's trying to get used to nil, yeah, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal. So I'm adjusting. Bronco, but not you, not losing my philosophy. 
I, I love that. And, and it was fun for me just to, to see as you were working to, to bring up the words to describe it. And I was watching that internal wrestle on the screen. And, I, and I, every time I'm asked, it's the same thing. I haven't yet found the right words to truly explain how I feel about it. Um, for an organization, right, and the very best cultures, um, you, you feel so lucky to be part of. And, and usually there's some proving ground you've gone through to earn your way into them. And, and this enticement component now is really difficult to make sense of and knowing, right, the landscape has changed. But I really like what Ruff is talking about, where um, his principles and, and who he is and what he believes remain anchored and solid. Now, how they're being applied in that context is now um, the, the adaptation of the application of the principles yeah. is what we're wrestling with now. And. And, you know, for for a, a coach like Ruff and with someone that his name is tough, right? Tuffy, right? Tuffy. This that that happens because of challenge that happens because of obstacles that happens because of hard things. And and that shaped an amazing human being. Um, if if we're not careful and all we do is entice um, those same kind of nicknames aren't necessarily earned. Right. And those qualities aren't fostered. And, and that depth of resiliency and fortitude isn't built quite to the same level. And that doesn't mean it can't be. I'm not saying it can't be. But I think we're going to have to be pretty intentional, as Ruff was saying, regarding the principles. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, those things could get in the way of um, helping young people really become. However, with the right principles, um, this gives them another and, right? Okay, so they're going to be great academically. They're going to be great in football. Hopefully, they're great yeah. spiritually. And they're going to learn to manage their money, their name, their image, their branding yeah. for the team as well, which is what grownups do. I, I think that's what you just talked about, Bronco, is where that if, if that is the lead, then I'm that's what I'm for. That's what I'm looking for. I think the and, which I learned from you, is so <laughs> very important there. Um, and and – because you could take that, just like you mentioned right then, and I forgot, it, you brought it up, that's how we on the same page. Teaching a guy how to manage his money, mm -hmm. uh, his financial part. Mm -hmm. And now, what it goes back to, Bronco, and you used to search for it as a head coach, is the upbringing of young people. I still have trouble with, like you just said, finding the words to, you know, mm -hmm. To, to not lose it when somebody asks about how much, you know, mm -hmm. we lost a young man the other day because he was guaranteed X amount to, to go here. I'm going, okay. You know, I go back to the two white t-shirts and the two pair of blue shorts that we used to give us at UVA. Uh, how would they handle that? You know, so it's something you have to wrestle with and, and it's there. And you have to learn to do we have, we have to learn to deal with it because it is here yeah. and it's, it's right in the middle of us. Well, and, and one of the things, too, and, and uh, I love having people on that I, I continue to learn from. And so I'm pretty selfish that way. Like I only pick guests on here that I like. <laughs> and, so, and, and that way, that way I get to have an hour of fun and then I get to go. learn so much, too. And it, it builds my spirit. But the, 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 the anchor points in this profession are going to be the people. Right. Yeah. We know the principles and the rules are going to keep changing. Um, but what I do know is like I know at North Carolina State, there's there's an anchor point there 
um, that the kids and the coaches and the community is lucky to have while the rest of this is changing. And that's kind of with the world, right? There's always been changes in, yeah. in different things. But there are certain people that just seem um, to be unfazed by that and they're, they're consistent. And, and I think the reason I mentioned Erlene is I think it's a team. And so um, uh, what Ruff has been able to do at so many places uh, is affect people uh, to where they're drawn to them. I've never heard a person in my life, um, I'm 56 years old, that says the word love or I love you more than Ruff and McNeil. And, and, and it takes about five seconds and then you're leaving after you met him and he's telling you that he loves you. And it, it, it's, but the way that he says it is in a manner that makes a difference. And so that, that um, the ability to use those words and present them in a tone and a manner that it's sincere it builds trust so fast and it makes you intrigued of what else can I learn from this person um, because those barriers come down with those words. And, and I think probably the most profound thing I've learned from Ruff, a, a lot of things um, that I still treasure is, is the power of saying, I love you to somebody um, so soon and so fast. Um, and what a magnet that is to galvanizing an organization and people and having boundaries crossed, right? Because you're talking about, um, I, I don't know, I'm going to use terms, a white Mormon cowboy from Utah and Ruff and I end up together at Virginia and, and almost to where I would love it to where they couldn't tell us apart because of the similarities of belief and philosophy and caring for young people to where we might say it differently with a different tone um, but the manner and the, the purpose and the motive for which is being said is like the exact same. And yeah. so sometimes we're so fast to label people yeah. and what a, what a inhi inhibitor of wisdom, relationships and values that can be. And Ruff taught me that is just through the words of I love you. And he says it so fast and so great. And, and it is like a magnet. I mean, people are sticking to him. Like if, when Ruff walks down the hall <laughs> out of your office. And you kind of just get stuck to him. And, and, and it's, it's a lasting funny. thing. It's really cool. You remember the first time <laughs> but you and I had shared? You oh, were so oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, we'll include the audience in. Well, I, I was a, always a four down front guy. Uh, and then you got to a place where I couldn't get four down linemen that we like. So Brocker was so grace, gracious in teaching us the odd front defense. And he had been around it and grew up in it and had consistently put out one of the top defenses, not just in the league, but in the country, year in and year out. So our staff, he graciously let us come visit BYU. And Bronco and I talked on the phone. <laughs> and then, again, he let his staff come to Greenville, East where East Clown's located, and continue teaching us right before the season. Well, we had to play. BYU, uh, and we had not met formally. And then we see each other on the field, and like right now, watch the biggest smile come on his face and my face. It was automatic love. Yeah, it was automatic brotherhood. Not knowing that a few months later we'd be working together yeah. on whenever it seems like months, but on that we would be friend, friends, friends, kinship, brotherhood. And, and the first time we met eye contact on the field, mm. as head coaches do, it was automatic love. 
and um, it was sincere. And he saw my eyes, and I saw his eyes, and he he was taught and raised to read eyes. And there's spirit, there's heart, there's spirit, body, mind, spirit, but there's soul. Soul's behind your heart. Mm-hmm. Bronco, my love of Bronco is behind that heart as well. And I know his is behind mine. And we saw it, I think, almost instantly. And I know it was simultaneous that they're on the field. And uh, they end up beating us on the scoreboard, but not in life. You know, we've been not I, – I keep using the word brotherhood and kinship and friendship. And when I say brother to him, I, look, I take him as my brother. And it's not – Anything else but who he is and what he stands for. And uh, I love him from head to toe. And uh, I love the entire family. His better three, I love, I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it. Better three fours. So, so rough. The, the, uh, the, well, I, and I remember that moment. And it, it, this, this is kind of sounding like a romantic novel where you see someone across the thing and you run yeah. to them. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it was, it was like that. But, the the again the words and every time I talk to Ruff there's something like that that your soul is behind your heart right I, that's I'm gonna that's that's something I learned today and I we were playing East Carolina um, however I felt like I was playing the same team and and, yeah. and Ruff used to have this saying he told me a story one time about um, his team was having success against a given opponent and they weren't favored um, but they ended up winning. And, and his players were coming over to the sideline during the game and saying, they're not built like us. Yeah. Um, and, and what Ruff meant by that and what the players meant is they weren't built with the same kind of love. They weren't built yeah. with the same kind of soul. They weren't built with the yeah. same kind of comprehensive development. And nor were they built with the same motive. And, and then they, they, so they couldn't play with the same depth, right? And there's a lot of teams playing the game right now and playing it well. Yeah. But how you play it and from where, which is that soul component, it is is something where I think it's one of the true mastery levels of leadership. And and I hope our kids are, de- I, I, I well I know Ruff's kids are developed with that soul, right? Which is behind the heart. And yeah. and I've seen the relationships. And anyway, that that's rough. That's one of the reasons I couldn't have expressed any better why you're on the show. And I just so hope that folks have have understood now what a leadership with soul really looks like because that, that is exactly the influence you've had on me and so many others. And, and I, I just love and appreciate you for that and the influence you've had and will continue to have. Um, we're lucky because of that. So th- thank you for that. And see, Brian hasn't said anything the whole time. Now this is where he'll Brian, say, you, know, you said that. <laughs> hey, right. Hey, sorry about that, Brian. We just, that's us all the time right here. I, just, I understand. You know, he. I, 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 I say this, and I, I tell a lot of people this, is I've learned, and I, I've learned a lot, but I reflect back on Broncos and I, mine, our sharing of genuine, there's not much people can share genuine love information, whatever it might be, it was genuine and from it was from it was from him. And 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 he shared it with me and I still use it right now. I, I use it daily. Uh, uh and and I mean that. I know he knows I mean that. And uh when he said first I go my podcast, I go, 
You got time for a podcast? Is this the Bronco that I know who's who could be on like a 30-mile jog? Who gets drives his truck up to the top of the mountain and leaves it and runs down to the bottom of the mountain and dodge bear and cougars on the way down? Yeah. I did for sure. I love to be on this podcast. So you made my day, brother. Brian, you did too. I'm sorry we well, this is this is to me. Uh, I, I get a I get a, a chance each week just to to whoever chooses to listen to see what I think the best of college football could look like, and and maybe the topics that need to be addressed or could be addressed from someone that um, is really valued at least by me. Um, and and so what a gift, bro! I so appreciate you being on. So I know you're gonna date. I know you're going to dangerously change the world today in some capacity. I know that's what that like when you look at your calendar right now, I know it just says dangerously do something. I know do that's going to happen. It's yeah. going <laughs> to be recruiting the recruit. <laughs> Dave puts me in different groups, leadership yeah. group. And they I'm a recruiting group today and the, with the recruiting staff. I'm going to get recruitingly dangerous today. with those I guys. I they got that. no idea. They got no idea. <laughs> They don't. I, I should call. I should call them in advance and warn them. You should call them in advance, and it still wouldn't. They still wouldn't know. Oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't no. be ready. <laughs> I love you, brother. Love you, Ruffin. Ruffin, we really appreciate it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think uh, I speak for a lot of folks out there. You know, our last episode with Jeff Monk and I, I know that was going to be well received. But uh, I think among the coaching community, I, I think they cannot wait to to get through this episode because you are so well respected, Ruffin. Appreciate Thank the you. time and uh, best of luck with the Wolfpack. I know you guys have had some injury adversity, but you guys have come come through it. And uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Yeah, this good friend says you've got a choice to run with the wind or into the wind. But some reason. He likes running into the wind. It's a lot easier, though, just to run with the Florida wind. No, not for him. Oh, that's him right there. He likes running into the wind. Hey, I love so you, coming, brother. Coming from someone that that's called Tuffy, you get tough running into the wind. So yeah, you, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Ruff. Love you. We'll see you later. You. Yes, okay. sir. Love y'all. All right. Okay. All right. For Bronco Mendenhall and Ruffing McNeil, I'm Brian Fisher. Special thanks to our sponsor, War Room. We'll see you next week here on Head Coach Yield.